This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. All right, we are uh, live to tape on location in Brownsburg uh, for an amazing event with our own Jay Baker. Jay, how are you? I'm doing great, Adam, and this is uh, the first time you and I have worked face-to-face, and we have to share a mic much like the Beatles at Shea Stadium. (laughs) We've been talking for about two years. Uh, When we were going to do our first face-to-face show, we've been on the phone and out of studio with the uh, COVID situation, and now we're finally face-to-face with six or seven other faces. We've got a full table here to talk about a great cause from the uh, Brownsburg American Legion. It's the Older Adult Alliance. And, bef- and we've been talking about this, Jay, uh, because it's a comedy show that you're part of with some fantastic comedians and air personalities that are going to be doing their uh, shtick to raise money and awareness for the Older Adult Alliance in Brownsburg. And I keep having to look down at my paper to say that. I'm sure Tom Lacey can say it just without looking at any notes. It doesn't necessarily roll. It It doesn't necessarily roll. Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance. And what is your role with the Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance? I'm the chairman of the board, and uh, we've kind of put this together. Obviously, nonprofits are always looking for uh, funds. And uh, so we decided that we thought we'd explore having a comedy club here in Brownsburg. So I tapped my old friend, Rob Kendall, a local legend. Oh, he's a legend. (laughs) He's just a legend all the way around. One of many words we've heard, (laughs) yeah. yeah. He's he's something all right. He's a local something. So I knew knew he was in the business. You know, he's in the radio business. And so I tapped. Uh, Rob, he and I have been friends for a long time, worked on local stuff here in, the, in town with the schools and, and, the, and the government, that type of thing. So he was uh, nice enough to do some recruiting with Jay and Chris and Abdul. We have Sergeant uh, Pete Fleck of the Brownsburg Police Department, and he wants to, when he retires, like to be a stand-up comedian. And they tell me he's pretty good, so I recruited him. So, uh, hey, uh, Pete, great career path, uh, police to stand-up. I can't fault any part of it. Everything's going to work fine for you. <laughs> Jay, don't you want to become a police officer? You're going the reverse direction, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going the reverse direction. I want to be, you know, I want to get out with the people and really help out. When was the last time you pulled somebody over? I was just two weeks ago, but, you know, it was all for fun. Well, let's go around the table real quick. We'll come back to Tom because I want Tom to explain what the Brownsburg Older Alliance does, uh, Older Adult Alliance does, and who they support. But we just met Sergeant Pete Fleck uh, with the police department, soon to be full-time comedian. Yeah, we can go Pete. Only my mom calls me Sergeant. Just Pete? (laughs) Just Pete. Well, you're on the flyer. It says Sergeant Pete Fleck. Uh, I understand. (laughs) Uh, Abdul Shabazz is here with us. He's a, a radio legend as well. You've been on the air how long? Oh my gosh, almost 25, 30 years yeah. and some change. 25, 30, 30 years. years. I've met you dec- through the decades, and it's uh, this is our first time on the air together. So yeah. that's exciting for me. And how often have you done some sort of stand up for charity events? Off and on since like 99. Haven't done it in a while, but I always say doing comedy is like, you know, riding a bicycle or having sex. You fall off, you just climb right back on and get back to work. So we'll, we'll the, see what happens. I won't say it's my wife in the room, but. <laughs> well, I hope to do one of those things tonight. I, I, I may have a bicycle later. Uh, the crowd looks fantastic. What I if mean, you've only ridden a bicycle? 
that it's well, just did like it, well, riding did, a bike. Did it, did it have training <laughs> wheels? <Come on. laughs> Maybe we should tell the cop this is a family show airing oh, yeah, uh, on Sunday actual. morning. It's a public uh, affairs show. No, that's all right. Uh, we're well, some... actually, the cop came to me and asked me whether this joke would be appropriate for this crowd. <laughs> and I gave him a thumbs up. You know, okay. So. All right. Well, if it's for if it's to raise money, then yeah, anything's sure. uh, there we go. appropriate. And Chris Spangle is here uh, at the table with us. You've been in radio for years, and you have a very successful podcast. I mean, it's so successful, I wouldn't even call it a podcast. You have hundreds of down, thousands of downloads yeah. per show, don't you? It's called the Pat Down Podcast with Miss Pat. That's why it's successful. Okay. Um, and then I've got the Chris Spangle Show. But yeah, I started with um, Abdul in 2004 at WXNT, and... Worked there for a few years and then became a libertarian full time, and then now I work for Bob and Tom. So I, you know, I'm their web guy. Web guy syndicated yeah. uh, across the country, yep. 150 markets or so. Yeah. As a web guy, do you get on the air at all? Any uh, any characters? No, you do? Tom doesn't think I'm funny at all. <laughs> no. And he he recently said he wanted me to come on to explain the internet to the audience. And I think it's just so he can make fun of me for being the nerd on the staff. I so, think maybe he yeah. wanted you to explain the internet to him. No, that's do that. I do that behind the scenes a lot. And Jay Baker's with us. So we've made it all the way around the table. Back to Tom Lacey now, because you're the busiest man of the night. you got to get uh, back up on stage. And just to paint the picture for our listeners, we're doing a little uh, live-to-tape pre-show radio broadcast uh, about a half an hour before you guys take the stage at 8 p.m. to do the live comedy set. So we've got to wrap this show up here in the next 25 minutes so you guys can get on stage. Tom, let's go back to the beginning with the Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance. What is it? Well, Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance has been around for about seven years. It was founded by a lady here in town named Jen Cox. She's here tonight. She serves on our board of directors. Uh, Her mother moved to town. She was a uh, a, uh, a widow and uh, she was finding it difficult as an older person to kind of uh, develop relationships and find things to do with other people and so she kind of became a shut-in and that kind of frustrated Jen so her and a couple other gals put this idea together to to have a place where the senior people could come and and have relationships and and feel good about one another and play cards and sewing clubs and watch movies and things of that nature so they've been doing that for about seven years uh four five years ago she asked me to come on board and so i served on the board for a couple of years and then I'm, I'm not presently the chairman and uh it has done nothing but grow we serve now about 350 to 400 instances a month of, uh, of people coming in and doing and having fun and playing cards or playing bingo or sewing or uh, having cook, uh, cooking uh, classes and that type of thing. So lots of activities. Uh, the, the, the people that are affiliated with it will just tell you that it's the best thing they've ever had. It is all no cost. So that's why we need funds because even those type of things cost money to put them on. And so no one is paid in BOA. Uh, it, we don't charge any, any fees for people to attend or participate. And uh, it just really, I think it's more about uh, having enhancing one's life and, feel, and feeling better about their place in life. And so uh, it's, uh, we enjoy it and uh, look forward to many more years. The recipients um, of the support, how do you find them or how do they find you? Well, we do advertising. And now, uh, you know, initially it started off a lot of word of mouth. We have newsletters. We have websites. We have uh, uh, emails and, you know, all the electronic uh, touch points. And so we're not short of people coming in and, and wanting to participate and have some fun. So 
that's basically it's kind of word of mouth now. And you mentioned BOA by name. That is the initials for it, it the AA, the Brownsburg Older Alliance Association. Oh. And the website is Bberg. Oaa.org. .org. That's correct. And anybody listening right now can go to that website yep. and yep. Uh, donate. Yes. Um, and we'll put a link to that on our on our website, okay, AdamRichShow.com. We have it on from previous shows because we've been talking about this for three weeks now. Because Jay's excited to get on stage. Well, I'm excited to get on stage, and then also, you know, during the Adam Rich Show, we always take a look at a lot of uh, people's view of how the world goes in the. Uh, what am I? What am, what am I trying to say here? World of public affairs, public, uh, community service. There we go. Sorry, just had a mental lapse there. But uh, a number of older Americans identified that the one thing that they needed was friends outside of their original work. So your point is well taken. Many people right now would say, "Yes, I have a full group of friends." But if you review how many of those friends are associated with work, once you get past retirement you don't run into those friends on a regular basis. So I think that's the one thing about BOA that struck me was the fact that they are trying to create relationships with older citizens. And that is just great grassroots love. Yeah, one of of the big things that we found is that obviously in our culture, uh, jobs and careers take kids away from where they, where mom and dad lived and then they take grandkids away so suddenly they kind of become alone and so they're they sit around and they're waiting for someone to come and help them and and develop relationships and enhance their lives so that's really the kind of the the the, uh, role we take i want to first of all i want to i want to say i kind of feel kind of uh, odd here i'm sitting in legends of uh, these two guys here old uh, indie market guys Uh, i listened to abdul back in the late 90s uh, on his call-in show on uh, what, 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 XI, XNT, XNT, XNT. XNT. And, uh, and Chris, I'm an old Bob and Tom guy, so I kind of feel like I'm kind of nervous here talking to you guys. <laughs> it's just, uh, I've listened to all you guys at one time or other, and I appreciate you being here, and it's a great night. We're going to make a lot of money for the people and have a lot of fun. Well, thank you listened to her all the jokes already, so sweet. We're good yeah. to go. <laughs> well, thank you, Tom. Uh, I'm, I'm going to duck out. Duck out. I'll do, duck back in anytime I can. Do and, your uh, thing. And, and, and help. Pete, thank you. You may need to get somebody to direct traffic because the parking lot's already full. I know it is full. Uh, it's yeah. a full house it's already. Full house. Getting ready for the show. Thank it's you, guys. Start in about half an hour. Here. Thanks. Uh, appreciate your time, Tom. Yeah. That's uh, Tom Lacey, the Grand Poobah. The C- was it CEO? Chairman. Chairman. I'm so. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the chairman. <laughs> Of the Brownsburg Older Alliance Association. So now the reason why he seems so relaxed is everyone that is supposed to be on the bill tonight has actually shown up because that's part of it too. When you put together, you know, the benefit comedy show featuring Joe, Bill, Dave, and Stan, and those guys don't show up, you're in a heap of trouble. Well, I'm assuming that you're uh, you've invoiced tonight, and you're going to get. Uh, nothing in return for your talent because that's what charity is all about well absolutely we've always talked about giving to charity and you and i've had the good fortune of helping out several organizations and uh this one just appealed strongly to me i was very lucky that uh i've known rob kendall who kind of put this together for a long time you've known rob as well and i think getting guys like abdul and pete and uh 
Chris out, you know, just on a Saturday night, if nothing else, it may not be that rollicking, you know, Dave Chappelle tour, <laughs> but it's going to be some great storytelling. I, I think some great relatability. And this is just as, as they were saying, you know, this is a group of people that are coming out and enjoying a great comedy night in Brownsburg, which they wouldn't get if this show wasn't being put on. We talk a lot about um, events and uh, fun things to do for a great cause. Um, you know, the, the classic summer uh, events are the golf outings. It's always a great time to just get out and spend a half a day with some buddies and play some golf. And your entry fee goes to the great cause. Maybe you win a prize. I don't know. Date nights are always fun to get out and go enjoy uh, something like this. So, um, Abdul, in your broadcast career, what are some of the, I'll put you on the spot here, what are some of the more fun charity events that you've been involved with? Maybe even from afar. Maybe it was just a station event that you were at. But uh, we, oh. we were talking, Jay and I were talking, one, I'll get I'll, Give, to give you some time to think, one of my favorite ones, we did a thing called Mullets for Charity, and uh, everybody at the radio station <laughs> grew their hair out months in advance for this event because we all got our hair cut into mullets, and we encouraged our listeners, if they came, they could get a free haircut, a free mullet, and we'd give, uh, we, we would encourage them to give 10 or 20 bucks to charity, and you know, we raised a couple thousand dollars for charity that day and had a great time, and everybody had mullets. <laughs> yeah, mine would be like a jerry curl for charity. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to have a mullet. <laughs> that would have been like 40 years ago, when I was 13 years old. Uh, no, uh, actually, what a lot of things I do for charity is sort of, uh, in addition to my radio programs and other formats, we kind of promote the charities. Uh, we also, uh, I also do a lot of MCs, whether it's a golf outing, whether it's a comedy bit or something a little bit more involved. I'm always the MC. My job is to start on time and finish on time. That, that is my job. Like, it's like, boys, we ain't on no sightseeing tour. Get in, get the hostages, and get the hell out of there. That, that is my rule because no one ever complained about getting done early. <laughs> and can I say, as a person that's been involved in uh, radio for the past 45 years, uh, I always jokingly reintroduce myself to Abdul because he is at more events than you could count on one hand. But I always have to go up and reintroduce myself to bug him. Hey, you remember me, don't you? <laughs> Which is just my running gag. But I'm just really pleased that you are at that many events because you kind of put your mouth where, you know, you put your reputation on the line by getting out there and saying that because, you know, it's easy for us to sit on the air and go, yeah, you should help. Yeah, you should get involved. Yeah, you should interact. But you actually do that, and I, I've always appreciated that about you. So. No, thank you. I'm a firm believer that if you don't want the government doing everything, you need to step up and take care of it yourself. Yeah. It's that simple. That's my small libertarian yes. in me. Yes. Uh, here, here. <laughs> my small L libertarian. <laughs> so, Chris, um, the Adult Alliance, the Older Adult Alliance, mm -hmm. do you, are you aware? Do you even know what it is I didn't, what they do? Uh, what, I was, how did you get the phone call? I was told it was about yes old people. This? Um, so I had Careful, to junior. scrap all my boomer material. Uh, <laughs> you, but, you really have to know your audience. Uh, yeah. You cannot get up on stage at the Brownsburg American Legion with this audience and start making fun of old people. I've or got an Eddie Haskell joke. <laughs> I, I scratched out Michael Rappaport and put in Eddie Haskell. Uh, yeah, no, I, I grew up in Plainfield. So... Like I've, you know, I've been working at Bob and Tom for ten years, and this audience and that audience are kind of aligned. So it, it felt more comfortable than a lot of the other comedy shows 
that I go to, you know, in, in kind of talking to people. So, yeah, uh, I understand this group, I think, better than, than most. No, that's great. And, and not to cut in here, but, you know, I was talking when Adam first brought this up and I said, you know, when you're when you're 20 and 30 years old, getting older is very abstract. Yeah. But then when you get older, you realize, wow, you know, you're really looking at some of the yeah. issues that you deal with when you get older. And we're sort of all in this together in the yeah. United States. So you're right. It's kind of cool to participate because, you know, I've done a number of charity events. Uh, like one that really struck me was we did a charity event one time for the American Rheumatism Society. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once again, if you don't have rheumatism, fairly abstract. It's hard to understand it, yeah. But the Rheumatism Society says this is a, an affliction that will affect one in three Americans mm. to some degree. So you suddenly realize, wow, this is really good to go out and do some fundraising and some awareness because this is a bigger issue than I would have imagined you know, when you're 20 and carefree. Yeah, I read a study that by age 60, I think it's wives have an average of two friends, but an average 60-year-old man has no friends and claims his wife is his best friend, but the wives never claim the, the husband's is the best friend. And that's, yeah, and, and, and that study. And it's, I mean, I think it's just a feature of the society that we live in. I think yeah. there's, like I've said it on you know, some of my political stuff forever. If you're not in a church or you're not political, how do you meet people? You know, it's kind of hard because there's not s social organizations. You start, I'm starting to see in like the Legion be a popular amongst my friends as we approach 40, because you start to realize you really do need connection. You really need face-to-face -face connection. Even if you grew up like I did as a digital native on AOL chat and Facebook, you now sort of realize how hollow and empty that can be, especially after the pandemic. Well, and it's interesting, you know, Chris is so engaged with social media and the internet, but that's almost a lonely place at times. I know that you are a frequent contributor to Twitter, but that can be a very lonely place. You know, we've just talked about social media. It looks on, on the front part of it as a uniter, but it tends to be more, no, this is lonely it's almost like a voice at night type of thing. Social media is how the misinformed people reach uninformed people. Yeah. That's what social media is for in this country these days. Anything that is about yourself that aggrandizes yourself becomes hollow and empty eventually. But if you're doing... I didn't mean to offend you that way. Well, I mean, t Twitter, and, and, Twitter, and you may have 8,000 friends, but they're all Rob Kendall's. Yeah. I mean, that's not fun. Well, and, and unless, you know, the incredibly insightful Abdul tweets. But I've always said, Abdul, yeah. you need Got a to joke about that. You do need to tweet more. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I know. You after know that. The, after this I'm week? I'm not the only one that says that. After this week, yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, I, please, Abdul, repeat what you said about a minute ago, because that we could do a whole show on that. Uh, the, Social media is how the misinformed reach the uninformed. It's how the misinformed reach the uninformed. Because whenever my that. dad would tell me some story or something like, yeah, so dad, where'd you see that? Well, I saw it on social media. Okay, dad, let's let's do this. Remember that Tootsie Roll commercial with Mr. Owl? It says, Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center for Tootsie Pop? He says, one, two, three, then he takes a big bite out of it. Well, here's my rule on social media. If it takes you more than three clicks to get to the actual story, it's probably wrong. Yes. Just call me crazy. Just, just work with me on this one. That is uh, some very good advice. I think you should. No, absolutely. If, if the crowd here is on social media, maybe it's worth staying on stage uh, when you get up there. 
Um, Chris, and I would advise you not to tell anyone here that you're not 40 yet. Uh, yeah, I'm, thir- I'm 38, yeah, I, but my face gives it away. I keep telling Chris, quit being so young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny, though. Chris does get a lot of grief, and I appreciate the fact that he seems open to taking some of that grief, but I think you have a great perspective with social media, not to go back to hammer that point, but uh, Adam and I uh, have done a couple of shows on, you know, it's interesting that Facebook used the phraseology, your friends. And of course they use that as like, okay, these are people within your circle. But they've done a number of surveys and ultra realistically, most people have less than five to six close friends that they would associate as close friends so I think yeah. that's why an organization like BOA is critical to sort of rebridge that friend network because uh, as uh, you know Tom was saying, you know even something as simple as let's get together and play bingo or let's get together and play euchre, all of a sudden now you've met two or three or four people that are very similar to you and it's a good friend network because they're just as alone as you are. Yeah, my grandfather was a Pacific War vet, World War II. And the way that he got business for his insurance comp, you know, his insurance business was to go to the Legion and play cards. You know, that was how he networked. And I think it, you know, the younger you get, the harder it is for ideas to come up with, you know, to go out with friends, right? Like, especially those of us who don't have muscles in the the digital native age. Like, what do you want to? You want to go out? Like, go bowling? Like, what are you talking about? And Facebook and social media early on kind of did help foster some of that. Oh, you're seeing pictures of your friends and family, and here's what we're up to. But now the whole algorithm has changed to be, it incentivizes anger. It incentivizes division. That's how you get reach on Facebook, unless you pay them. And groups like this flip that on its head and say, here's a positive activity that you can go out and, you know, meet friends, especially when it becomes harder and harder. Uh, to do so. So we're on site uh, today for the um, Older Alliance uh, in Brownsburg, the Older Alliance, uh, Older Adult Alliance comedy show featuring our own Jay Baker. Uh, I want to bring Pete in too, give oh, you uh, give, give you some time. <laughs> Grab that microphone. So earlier in the show, you met Pete. He's uh, a, a current police officer. Current police officer. Uh, how long you been on the force? Twenty six years. Twenty six. Wow. Twenty six. That's you don't look that old. That older. <laughs> older Alliance. You don't look. Like you're a member of, uh, of the 26-year uh, police squad. I appreciate um, that. So does that mean there is a date in mind when you're going to retire and hit the road as a stand-up comedian? 278 days. Oh. Wow. So we're there. Less than a year. We're getting down there. Now, when did Nobody's that... counting already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that you're counting. But when did you make that decision? Uh, no, that's been kind of brewing for a minute. Uh, no, I don't think my... Uh, my comedy career is going to keep me in the lifestyle I've grown accustomed to, but uh, definitely something I love doing. So Just, if you love doing it, you, you've, I assume you've done it quite a bit. Uh, tell us about some of your shows. Or some uh, of your nine years ago, open um, mics. I, I love competition fighting. was uh, really big into climbing <laughs> in the ring for the longest time. And then nine years ago, my kids told me, Dad, you are too wrinkly in the butt to keep climbing in the ring. You've got to do something else. So I started going to Broad Ripple on open mic nights, and people really loved my stuff. And then after they closed down, uh, people started hiring me for uh, um, 
Christmas parties, wedding uh, receptions, seminars, things like that. Uh, I did one for my oldest boy that uh, at his wedding reception. That one kind of went off the rails. I decided to lead right in with, you know, like, it's an incredible honor to be a part of my oldest child's wedding, you know, especially since he was the main reason for my wedding. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, then, then, yeah, that one went right off a cliff, but oh well. Yeah, well, that's fantastic to hear. So you're both so. at each other's first weddings. <laughs> so you're ready for tonight. I, uh, I I had no idea that we were that, that you were so seasoned already. When, so, uh, when I heard Cop wants to be a comedian, I thought this is going to be terrible. But this is going to be the opposite. You, you've done this before. Oh, and done, you're oh funny. yes. You oh, get yeah. hired to do this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What was your last paid gig? Uh, it was actually the Indiana. Uh, it, was, right. it was actually uh, the police academy um, Christmas party. I'll be darned. That's cool. So, that's so. well. Maybe Jay, if you keep applying yourself, maybe you can open up for Pete someday. <laughs> I am hoping that somewhere along the line, my uh, career can finally take the turn it needs to. That's awesome. Well, let me. I want to do this definitely. Let's do this now before we run out of time because uh, we've got about five minutes left in the show. But I want to make sure everybody has a chance to get there. Uh, social media or websites out there uh, for you to be able to find them. So, Pete, do you have uh, what are you most active on? Twitter or Facebook? Do you have a website? No. <laughs> Over to you. Good Abdul. answer. Good answer. Over to you. Going to be a problem, but okay. Uh, all right. Uh, no, I have uh, multiple, multiple platforms on Facebook. Uh, Abdul Hakim Shabazz. Also on Twitter at ATTY Abdul, and also uh, my main website indiepolitics.org. Uh, and if somebody wants to, you know, get a hold of me for whatever. Just attyabdul at gmail.com. I'm also a lawyer, too, so which makes life even more interesting from time to time. I'm sure that uh, <laughs> the law makes it into your stand-up. Well, oh, well it does it every day. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's the reason why I signed up for this show, because we have an active police officer and an attorney, so I feel we can handle most of any trouble oh, that will no, break just, out tonight. No, you look like you're the attorney. one that's going to cause it, <laughs> you <right>. long-haired hippie. <laughs> Now when he was just a defense attorney, we got the full trifecta, so there we go. Hey, you're calling me a hippie, but this is the uh, Allman Brothers roadie look. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody can perfect this. Your hair grows so fast, too, Jay. I, well, I swear, I just saw you, and you had a crew cut, and now I see, I see you a day later, and you are full-blown hippie. It's, it's hippie, yeah. yeah, all the way. But I like the shirt. Well, you know, my spouse <laughs> brought this on, and... That's my. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm sticking with it. All right, Chris. Uh, how can we get in touch with you yeah. or look you up? Chris-Spangle.com gets you to all my different projects and social medias and all that good stuff. So check it all out, right. please. That's fantastic. Well, we uh, we were going to have Rob Kendall on the show, and it's probably Abdul you know, would probably say it's probably good he didn't show up. He gets enough mic time uh, in his other career. Well, we would have had to ask one question, then just sit back for 28 minutes and, and enjoy the answer. <laughs> he would have blamed the Indiana GOP somehow for this. Well, I, I know I know Rob is a big you know, kind of a sort of a legend in his own mind here and in, in, in the place we're in, but and over right next door across the county line, we have a nickname for him. It's called Who. <laughs> I thought my I'll joke be, was mean. I'll be using that one this evening. So I just wanted to, yeah, exactly. So mean. But so true. Yeah. <laughs> just want to test it out this evening. So. Well, I was setting up these microphones, and uh, one of the volunteers here tonight goes, Are you Rob? Are you Rob Kendall? And I, I said, ma'am, he is a lot shorter than me. You will know when you, Rob will be under, you'll be, you'll know when Rob walks up to you. Much less hair. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Plus yeah. he has a face for radio. He, so he you know that. 
So Rob Kendall is your MC tonight for this event. Um, Jay and I have worked with him on the air in the past. Abdul currently works with him on the air um, in their day jobs. And uh, I'm just excited. I'm going to stick around and watch the show, too. Uh, this is, uh, I'm telling you, we tell our audience all the time about how fun it is to find an event or a cause or a charity benefit that has some sort of entertainment factor involved because you can make a night of it. And you also help support the cause with the awareness and the funding by buying your ticket. And uh, I will encourage uh, all of you gentlemen, including myself, to post about this event on your social media so that everybody else can learn about it too. And that's one of the things we always talk about on the show is uh, how viral uh, charities can be, how sometimes you don't even have to give money. If you don't have money, I know a lot of people money is tight. Um, you can affect a cause or help a cause by posting about it on your social media. It won't cost you a dime, but all of your friends and maybe some of their friends, if they share it, will learn about the cause. So I'm hoping to uh, educate some people on the Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance. And the more times I say it, Jay, it's starting to roll off my tongue. <laughs> you are starting to really get there. Plus, it's at an incredible organization, the uh, Brownsburg American Legion, and I've always been impressed. We need to do a Legion-oriented show sometime on the Adam Rich Show because the Legion does so much for the community and then does so much for our service people, both men and women in the armed forces. Very good. All right. For our listeners, if you want to help out this cause or learn more, bbergoaa.org. bbergoaa.org. And we'll put a link to that on our website, adamritzshow.com. And you can join me on Twitter, at Adam Ritz. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's Adam Ritz Show. Gentlemen, thanks for uh, joining me. Pete, best of luck in your career. And uh, I'll give you one uh, round of applause because it's been a the Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out of Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.